Welcome back to the Sacred Penning Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, international best-selling author, and a transformative soul journaling practitioner. I've experienced and taught the power of this sacred practice for 24 years and journaled since the age of eight. Every Wednesday, we provide somatic, meditative inspiration and spirit-led prompts to pen your way to brighter days. Let's activate energetic discoveries together. It's all at your fingertips. Ready to get gritty? Let's dip in. Welcome back to the Joyful Journaling Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. Thank you once again for joining us for our summer sojourn. Over the course of the past couple of weeks, we have been enjoying Embodying Joy, a Heart Journal a memoir with journal space for body, mind, and spirit health, written by myself. I published this book in January to help decrease the stigma associated with mental health crisis. I went through one heck of a time over a very short period of time as part of my healing, wrote this book to help others get gritty, journal through it, and be brave. The stories in its pages are some of the most tender memories that helped me get through. And of course, they were all incorporated into my journal. If the full stories weren't there, there were skeletons of the different stories that I developed with an editor, had some professional coaching with it, and turned it into the manuscript that you are now hearing. My goal for this book is for people to use the journal pages and stories to inspire their own bravery getting to the other side of things that are very difficult in our lives. Today, I want to take a moment and offer a prayer for so many I know who have lost suddenly loved ones, homes, possessions, lifestyles. There are so many affected by the wildfires all over the planet right now. Many different people that I've had contact with over the last two years through podcasting happen to live in Maui happen to live. I also have friends who have lost loved ones to death, are in deep grief, and are seeking tools to get to the other side of their personal loss at this time. My heart and prayers are with you. When you're ready, know that people are here for you, know that your journal is always waiting, and know that God's balm will be there to soothe you. Today's chapter is chapter five, My Ukrainian Grandmother, Your Grandmother. 1978. I was adopted, loved, and raised by a Polish mother and a Ukrainian father. My grandparents were key in my upbringing on both sides, and my Ukrainian grandmother, Elizabeth, Liza, holds the first memory of song in my heart. Liza's Ukrainian lullabies rocked me gently to sleep when she babysat me, and although I didn't understand her words, they calmed me and ring in my heart chords still. Grandma Liza may be the first in memory to teach me the importance and integrity behind taking a pause for what we hold dear. Regretfully, Ukrainian was not a language I learned growing up. My grandmother was a devoted nurse at our local hospital and one of the strongest single mothers I ever knew. She balanced serving as a nurse, nurse educator, world traveler, and mother of my father, of course. My adoptive father, Mike, was adopted like me. As a grandmother, Liza was one who allowed us to cook and bake with her. 
She was the grandmother whose Snickers surprise cookies melted in your mouth and the one who let us make one heck of a mess, beating milk and instant jello pudding to create a snack one could be proud of at seven years old. She tried teaching me how to crochet and paint Easter eggs in the old tradition. She was a card shark, and I could get lost for days in her raspberry bushes and garden of dill. She made delicious pierogi and even better babka Easter bread. Dressing in our spring finest, I always look forward to hearing the words of our ancestors, a language I'll only ever be able to identify with emotionally. Once a year, I knew some Ukrainian words by heart, those of the Easter basket blessing service we attended together every Holy Saturday as I was growing up. These songs and sequences are embedded in the DNA of my soul. The service was and remains a constant bridge, something that will always connect me with my Ukrainian grandmother. The songs and sequences were the cornerstones of her Catholic faith, and the church, its grounds, and the meeting hall itself were consecrated by her ancestors, some of the first Ukrainians to move to our city in upstate New York. Since 1910, when her mother sang her lullabies, generations gathered to sing blessings over food that would be part of their Easter meal. The contents of the basket all had highly symbolic meaning, and each content of the basket represented celebration for the lamb that innocently gave all for his flock, Jesus. Here we sang our hearts out in gratitude for the holiday, the tradition, the continuation of family and our shared culture, the food, and the hope that we would be there together again the following year. I didn't need to understand the words, though I knew what some meant and still do. The meaning of the songs reverberated loudly as we stood in circle, lights off, candles lit, incense looming from the priest's swinging brass holder, moving back and forth, swaying as he moved around the crowd, blessing us in our overflowing baskets of Easter delights. When he dipped a broom about the size of half an adult's hand into the water and pulled it out, we were prepared to feel droplets of blessing on our families and our objects. The songs and prayers carried the ceremony along, just as they carry time, legacy, tradition, and faith right along with it. Now, once a year, years later, we delve into the archives of our hearts as we tearfully witness families torn apart. Russia is at war with Ukraine once more, and this year, Easter won't be the same in their war-torn cities. And as I write, no one can predict how long the war will last. It's brought me to my knees again, though. And across the ocean, in the memory of my heart, I hear the Ukrainian people I once knew, singing with strength and hope still. Once again, we, generations removed from our homeland of old, hold out the hope we have in times that threaten us with darkness. Hope is risen. Peace to Ukraine. The kind of peace I felt when safely held in my Ukrainian grandmother's loving arms. Today I sing a lullaby in my heart, remembering Liza, remembering the roots of those who showed me way in this world. They imbued me with impenetrable light. Indeed, hope is risen. Peace to Ukraine. The kind of peace I felt when safely held in my grandmother's loving arms. The peace my Ukrainian grandmother taught me and taught to her son, Michael who shared John Lennon's Imagine with me. You know the words. Imagine what the world would be like in this moment 
if our world leaders took pause, thought about their own grandmothers, those who came before, and the legacy they wanted to share. If any world leader took the time to hear the heart songs of the past, still being sung in the present, they would weep, not send moms and young men to be lost, their own grandmothers and mothers. Imagine what your own life could be like if you paused before a big decision, before slandering a word at one another, before launching into an uncomfortable debate. Today, pause. Recall a song that's formed you, one perhaps with words and melodies you can't even translate, but know for sure what the words mean at heart. If you think a little pause and a tune can't carry the whole world, you're correct. But as we create peace within us, one pause, one reflection at a time, it certainly seems more plausible. Beginning with ourselves, it is a phenomenal place to start. St. Francis had a point, quote, Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me, end quote. For folks like me, who have endured lifelong bouts of anxiety, depression, and PTSD, music is a magical place to start. According to research compiled in 2017 and highlighted in Frontiers for Young Minds, quote, individuals who have lost their long-term memories may appear to be stuck in the present, having lost access to knowledge about themselves, but they can amaze us with their memories for music. If musical memories can outlast damage to the hippocampus and the network of temporal, frontal, and other brain regions, these memories must be different than other long-term memories. End quote. Persistent trauma changes our brains and challenges our ability to slow down, self-regulate, and remember peace. No less enjoy it. Music expands our capacity toward baseline. Enjoy. Music and memory of it have helped me physically and psychologically embrace joy again. I hear it in the stories of my journal. I hear it in the language that unites us all at heart. Journal prompt number six. Find a quiet place to sit. Ground your feet to the earth. Place your right hand on your heart and the other hand on your belly. You are held in the rhythm of your own breath. You are held in the music of your own heart. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. What lullaby have you chosen to sing yourself to sleep or rather have woken up to, in love. Think of a special person in your own life who introduced you to the notes that ring within your heart. What lullaby, music, or balm did they apply to remember in times when you couldn't remember you were and always are? Okay, pay tribute to this person in your writing today. Then think to yourself, what lullaby or balm do you offer to others in a way that no one else on the planet can do? Tapping into both will elate you with the medicine you need to move forward to your next and more authentic adventure. Breathe in. Breathe out. Be present. Be you. Write you. 
right now. You can journal for the next five minutes on that prompt to Masood Taj's beautiful unconditional love track, or you can extend your journal time by hopping over to the Spotify playlist that goes with this book. Today's songs are number seven, Ukrainian Christmas songs from 1956, The Miracle of Birth, and John Lennon's Imagine. Joyful journaling to you.
would love to know who sang you lullabies, what lullabies go through your mind. The special songs that were some of the first imprints of someone else's heart to soothe yours. If you'd ever like to share those thoughts or any part of your journal entries, of course, you can always DM me. We also greatly appreciate your support for this podcast and a rating and review just takes a few minutes. It takes about 10 minutes would really be thoughtful and most appreciated. We will continue sharing excerpts from the book next week. We will dive into chapter six. Until then, I hope that you are enjoying the stories. We'll listen for the lullabies in your own life this week and joyful journaling to you.